It's time for Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the best place to go to get all your fantasy football news, analysis, and advice to dominate your league. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. Well, we're going to start the show off by talking about the Washington football team. You know, if you haven't heard and you're a fan of football, you know about all the Washington football team emails. So it's kind of ironic. Adam Schefter reported about John Gruden. And then sure enough, the very next day, uh, emails uh, or news leaked out that the emails by Adam Schefter basically uh, giving his story to the owner of the Washington football team, calling him editor. And uh, this looks really bad on Adam Scheffner. Uh, Adam Scheffner is obviously one of the big media gurus of football. Started off as a sportscaster in Denver, went off to big stardom. And he looks really bad in this instance because, you know, this goes against all the journalism rules. You know, you get, uh, you make sure quotes are correct in your story and those type of things, but you never just give someone a story to uh, ask if it's appropriate for, uh, you know, for them to set the narrative, and that's what it looked like. It looked like Schefter was just being used as a pawn to, uh, you know, uh, give out the narrative of the of the owners. So um, now he can't report a story or tweet a story without everyone ripping on him. And you know what? He's reaping the whirlwind. He's reaping the whirlwind, and that's what he deserves. I hate to say it, but that's the way it goes. You know, he's lost everyone's trust in his reporting, and he needs to gain that back. So just uh, moving on to football things on the field anyway. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire finally placed on injured reserve from the MCL sprain. That's, you know, obviously opening up the uh, the way for Darrell Williams to be the main back there for Kansas City for about three weeks. Uh, Dallas Goddard was on the reserve COVID-19 list, so he'll probably miss Thursday. And actually, he did miss Thursday because, uh, what, today's Friday? So he didn't play. Zachers had a game. Um, Tua Tagovailoa for Miami was officially returned to practice, so they have you know a couple weeks to determine if they want to take him off the IR. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, who has shoulder surgery, and uh, he's placed on injured reserve as well. Um, Andy Janovich for the Browns, Chris Hubbard, the offensive lineman, they're on IR for the Browns. And Jaguars had Brandon Linder, the offensive lineman, on injured reserve. Uh, Trey Waynes was placed on injured reserve by the Bengals, so that might hurt their pass defense a little bit. He's been having a pretty decent season for the, the Bengals, and I always wondered why the Vikings got rid of him. You know, he was a high draft pick, and he obviously didn't live up to expectations, but it wasn't like he was horrible. So, uh, whatever. That's what they decided to do. Uh, Detroit Lions uh, placed Quintez Cephas on injured reserve with that shoulder injury. You know, we're just starting to hype uh, uh, Quintez Cephas up about his targets and how he might be relevant, and then he gets hurt, and he's probably going to be out for the year. Um the Cardinals activate tight end Daryl Daniels from the reserve COVID-19 list, and that's perfect timing because Max Williams was placed on IR, and he's probably going to be the starting tight end for 
uh, Arizona for a little bit. So, and let's see what else is going on. The Jaguars signed Kareth White to the practice squad. Signed offensive lineman Richard Coward, uh, flavors from the Steelers. Chargers uh, signing lineman Sino uh, Calamete off the 49ers practice squad. Um, don't even know if I pronounced that right, but uh, I tried. Broncos signed wide receiver John Brown to the practice squad. And I'm mentioning this. I usually don't mention practice squad stuff too much, but John Brown's going to be significant. He's He was a starter as of, what, last year. Asked for his release from the Raiders, and uh, I think this will be a good move by the Broncos, and he should probably be added to the active roster soon. Big play threat, so hopefully the Broncos can use him as such. Um, and... Anthony Miller signed to the Steelers practice squad at wide receiver with Juju Smith-Schuster being hurt. That's kind of significant. You can kind of slide into that slot role if they needed him to, sign him off the practice squad. And uh, Chris Moore for the Texans, after he had that huge game last week against the Patriots, they signed him to the active roster. You know, he had a 109 yards and a touchdown, and now he's part of the active roster. So good for him. Hard work pays off. And the... Jacksonville Jaguars waved Wendell Smallwood off the practice squad. Running back has been around, obviously, most notably with the Eagles. Cardinals released wide receiver Josh Doxson uh, from the practice squad, most notably, notably from the Washington football team. And uh, the Broncos released linebacker Avery Williamson. So the Seahawks are working out veteran quarterback Blake Bortles. You know, Geno Smith's the quarterback. They need some depth with Russell Wilson being injured. Blake Bortles might be a good stopgap, but uh, obviously not fantasy relevant, so we don't really need to uh, worry about him. Ty Sambrillo uh, retired, basically, so his career was over. And, uh, it, you know, obviously for a third-round pick, it was a career that uh, is about average and you know, you, you can't say any bad things about him. I mean, he was an average player. And, uh, you know, good for him that he decided that uh, his time was up and he didn't want to play anymore. Laramie Tunsil will be hurt. This is going to be bad news for the Houston Texans. They're going to, you know, who's going to block Davis Mills blindside? And instead, uh, this is going to be kind of a heyday for for everyone that plays the Texans from here on out. And uh, that's unfortunate. It's actually really unfortunate. Houston Texans need all the help they can get, and that's why. So Tyrod Taylor won't be available this week, but he should be able to return here soon. So, uh, again, we mentioned picking him up off the waiver wire. This is why he should be back, and Houston Texans are actually at least competent on offense when he's the quarterback. So, uh, actually, due to all those emails, especially the John Gruden emails, Carl Nassib didn't practice for personal reasons, and it could be because the Raiders just didn't want him answering questions, which I understand, you know, him being the first openly gay player. Wide receiver T.Y. Hilton is back off IR. Well, he's not officially back off IR, but he's placed off of IR. He has a couple weeks to uh, be put on the active roster. He almost retired. He spoke with his old buddy, Andrew Luck. It was like, how's retirement, buddy? And I don't know what the re the consensus was or what the reviews were about the retirement, but 
T.Y. Hilton is coming back. So he's not going into that uh, nursing home after all. And Chase Claypool, James Washington were limited in practice, but they should play this week. Uh, Max Williams, as we talked about, was placed on IR. Uh, Kyler Murray's been kind of injured, his right uh, shoulder, which is his throwing shoulder, so that's significant. Uh, I think he's going to play, but you just got to wonder how much that shoulder's going to be affecting him and kind of puts a taper on that Browns game a little bit. You know, uh, if you have a perfectly fine Kyler Murray, I think they win that game, but I don't think they win that game if... uh, if he's uh, banged up a little bit. So you definitely want to watch that. And Ezekiel Elliott, his ribs, I mean, he's, that's been bothering him for a while. He should play. Running back Damian Harris, you know, he hurt his ribs. He had that fumble at the goal line and then got hurt uh, soon after. Turns out it, it turns out it's his ribs. And, you know, he doesn't have a good matchup this week anyways. So... I'm keeping Damian Harrison on the or Damian Harris on the bench, and I think you guys should as well if you have him on your team. Definitely not a good Fanduel option. Uh, it's just uh, again he's hurt, not a good matchup. Just uh, leave him on your bench. Washington football team has a lot of things going on. Antonio Gibson has a shin injury that he's kind of had for a while. He'll, he'll play though. Curtis Samuel, uh, he has his groin, and it looks like he'll give it another go. But you really can't put him out there or play him on your fantasy football team until you see him do something. I mean, he's been trying to come back for a while now, and uh, he just keeps re-aggravating it or not uh, being productive with it. So uh, we need to see something with that uh, with that groin for sure. Um, Sammy Watkins didn't practice with his thigh. I mean, he's a Ravens receiver, so you're really not going to worry about him too much anyways. Uh, Joe Burrow was a full participant from his uh, throat injury. That's good news. Joe Mixon was limited, but looks like he's going to play. And this is perfect timing because Joe Mixon has a killer matchup against the Lions. Should dominate. So uh, you, th- that's trending the right way. Nick Chubb, on the other hand, with his calf, you know, he's he has kind of a tough matchup this week. And the calf injury is concerning, uh, at least for this week. And then Cream Hunt has a wrist and knee. So uh, that's... The Browns' bread and butter is that running game, so we should probably watch that a little bit. Tight end David Joku has a knee, um, but he doesn't have a good matchup anyway, so I wouldn't be throwing him out there. And uh, Jarvis Landry's not ready to be uh, ready to be uh, designated off of the IR yet, so he's still on there. And uh, Tyreek Hill has a quad. I'm not worried about it. I think he plays. He'll be fine. Again, he has a really good matchup. Of course, it doesn't take Tyreek Hill to have a good matchup to dominate. He's used to doing that anyways. So, uh, Allen Robinson has an ankle. And, man, you know, he didn't practice, which, man, if you have Allen Robinson on your fantasy, you got to be disappointed. Like, you knew he didn't have quarterback play, but you thought it would be better than what he's been used to, like Bortles and Trubisky. And uh, grass is not always greener. The grass is not always greener. And we're finding that out with Allen Robinson. Uh, Aaron Jones has an ankle. He should play, but he was limited in practice. Robert Tanyan, same thing, but Tanyan's not even fantasy relevant anymore. Uh, Those 
touchdowns that we predicted would regress. They did, but he's not even getting yards anymore. Christian McCaffrey. Now, this is a weird thing about Christian McCaffrey. He's been, you know, 50-50 last game. He's 50-50 this game. He's just, uh, I don't think he plays. You know, it looked like he was trending in the right direction. Now it looks like he's trending in the wrong direction. It's at least going to be another week of Ch- uh, Chuba Hubbard. So let's just get used to it. Let's get used to learning how to say his name because I still don't know if I, I'm saying his name right, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but we try. And, uh, well, I guess trying hard counts for something. Wide receiver Mike Williams, knee. Uh, he didn't play or go through the team's walkthrough. That's a little concerning. Mike Williams is a good play this week just because it's Mike Williams and Her- Herbert's giving him the ball. So you want to watch that injury. Daniel Jones, I mean, everyone likes the Rams' defense because of all the injuries on the giant side of the ball, and I tend to agree with that. Watch Daniel Jones. He's probably not going to play. Kenny Galladay is probably not going to play. Saquon Barkley is already not going to play. This is just going to be a banged-up Giants team, and I just want to stay away as far as I can from it. Don't start anybody on the the roster. Tua Tagovailoa is coming back, not this week, but soon. We mentioned that as well. Uh, Devontae Parker didn't practice again, was held out last week. Uh, really hurts the passing game for sure. And uh, Marvin Jones took a personal day, not sure why. Don't really need to monitor that. He should be ready to go. Nico Collins is going to return off uh, injured reserve, so we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, it's the Houston Texans offense, so really they're not relevant unless Tyrod Taylor comes back. Dan Amendola's thigh was out of practice. Burkhead, well, they weren't out of practice. They were limited. TJ Hawkinson with his knee. Now, he's playing with that knee, but he's not playing well, and his dip in production, I think, has to do with that injury. I just want to stay away from him until I know that he's healthy and, and playing that way because he's he's trying, but he's not healthy. You can just tell. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, they were limited. and I mean, just the, the Slimes' backfield's been banged up all year. They keep playing and not always well, so it's, it's tough to trust either of those guys for your fantasy football team. But if you have DeAndre Swift, you're probably doing it anyways. Chris Carson's going to come back from his neck injury. So, I mean, he still splits carries with Alex Collins. I, I expect that to continue. But I think he's a better play than Alex Collins for sure. Except for this week, they're playing the Steelers. So I don't like either of them in that regard. And, um, yeah, that's Ryan Nall was signed to the Bears active roster. So now he's relevant in the fact that he'll be backing up Damian Williams. They definitely need some depth there at the running back position. So uh, that's really that's really it for the breaking news. We, we bowled right through it. And now let's get to the uh, rest of the Week 16 previews. NFL Preview Alert. Let the games begin. Starting off the Sunday morning NFL games is going this game's going to be crazy. Like I started off with this one because I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair that is just going to be nuts. And it's the Kansas City Chiefs at the Washington Football Team. And I'm not sitting anyone in this game. I just think it's going to be a really high-scoring game on both sides. And I get the Washington Football Team has some injuries and we don't know about Gibson yet. We don't know about Samuel. Uh, we don't know about Diami Brown. But I don't really care about that. I 
don't like the Chiefs' defense. They give up a lot of points to everybody, and the Chiefs score a bunch of points. And Washington football team on the other side is kind of the same way. Their defense has been really disappointing this year. So Kansas City is favored by six and a half points, and I'm taking them. I think they win by a touchdown or more. But uh, 55.5 is the over-under, which is insanely high. Insanely high. And I'm taking the over. That's, I mean, I really think it's going to be that high of a scoring game. So I'm starting everybody. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill, maybe Josh Gordon even. You know, he can get any. Byron Pringle can get in, in on some of the action. Nicole Hardman. I, if I, Travis Kelsey actually has a bad matchup in this one, but you're not sitting Travis Kelsey, so he's a start. And... Uh, yeah, Washington football team, Tyler Heineke, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. I think he could be a sneaky play. Terry McLaurin, I like a lot. I think he's going to have a really good game. And, uh, you know, if Curtis Samuel plays, he, I, this could be the game that he finally comes through because we've been waiting for him to come through all year so far. Uh, obviously, it's due to injury, but maybe this is the game where, you know, I doubt it, to be honest, because uh, we got to see him healthy at least once for the Washington football team. But uh, and then Ricky Seals Jones, I really like in this matchup. Like Logan Thomas is on IR. Ricky Seals Jones could be a really good play here, and he's cheap, FanDuel. But if you know if you need a tight end to pick up for this week, he's the guy you need to pick up. So uh, again, not sitting anyone. This one's going to be great. This next game is the Los Angeles Rams at the New York Giants. And this game is going to be a little weird as well. The Rams are favored by 10 and a half points. And I'm taking the Rams on this. I hate to take it. You know, 10 and a half is significant, especially for an away team. But I don't know who's playing quarterback. Daniel Jones is hurt. Squam Barkley definitely isn't playing. Wide receivers, you know, it looks like Shepard might get back here and play. Uh, who knows? Slayton might come back. Holiday is probably going to be out. Like, there's just a lot of uh, transition on this Giants offense that makes me nervous. So I'm taking the Rams on this. The over under is 47.5, and I'm taking the under just because I'm not sure the Giants are going to be able to score very much. You know, uh, if Daniel Jones doesn't play, and we got to watch Mike Glennon play. We'll see how that goes. But I'm starting Matthew Stafford on the Rams. I'm, I'm starting a lot of Rams, actually. Matthew Stafford, Daryl Henderson, of course. Uh, Sony Michelle, even. I'm starting him, if possible. The, the Giants are giving up some points to the running back position, for sure. And uh, Cooper Cup, not a great matchup, but it's Cooper Cup. Tyler Higby has an amazing matchup here, so maybe this is, you know, Tyler Higby's scored a touchdown last week maybe he's starting to come around and he does something in this one uh but uh, on the ram side i'm sitting basically bobby trees and that's it and you're like why would you sit bobby trees i just think he had such a Im- great performance last week where he was targeted like crazy that uh sean McVay is gonna pivot back to like you know cooper cup and meet you know deshaun jackson or uh van uh, von van jefferson are gonna get like you know sneaky uh, targets in this one that uh, we weren't expecting. So uh, I like Bobby Trees a lot, but uh, I, I don't like him in this game. But you're starting him if if you have him because, I mean, the potential for targets and stuff is there. I just don't expect him to have a big game. 
For the Giants' side of the ball, sitting Daniel Jones or Mike Lennon, Devontae Booker doesn't really have a great matchup. So I'm sitting him, of course. Galladay, we talked about, is hurt. Darius Slayton, I'm sitting. Evan Ingram actually has an okay matchup, but I'm out on Evan Ingram. He's not doing anything. Every year we're like, oh, he has this potential to do something, and he doesn't. So I, he is what he is at this point. And uh, the only person I'm, I'm starting on the Giants is Kadarius Toney and Sterling Shepard because they're going to be behind a lot. They're going to pass, and, you know, maybe he get, one of those guys gets lucky and uh, gets a touchdown or, you know, they're going to get a lot of targets. But uh, th- this game is, yeah, it's not going to be that high scoring, and it's going to probably be the Rams doing most of the scoring in this one. So I think this would have been a better game if the Giants were a little bit healthier. The Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are favored by 10 points. 10. And it's funny, but I'm taking the Colts in this one. I do think they win by 10. It's a lot, but I, I think they do it. Uh, Texans, Laramie Tunsil's injured. That's Davis Mills' blind side. Not a, that's not good, especially with the Colts' defense, even though... Again, their their defense has not been playing up this par. The over-under is 43. I'm taking the over. That's just so low. I mean, a lot of things can happen, defensive touchdowns and those type of things that can really make that uh, a little bit more. And I think the Texans score a little bit in this one, yeah, but I think the Colts score a whole lot. So you're really starting, man, most – Basically all the Colts, except for Paris Campbell, Zach Pascal, they haven't really been producing lately, and um, there's just going to be too many options. Carson Wentz, you're starting. Jonathan Taylor, of course, you're starting. And Michael Pittman Jr., he's coming around, and he's really starting to come into his own. And this matchup is a matchup where I think he just keeps that rolling and has another big game. And uh, he's going to keep that streak going. Mo Ali Cox is getting more involved in the offense, and I like that. He's a big target. He has a great matchup. I think he's a big play. And he's actually like a sleeper-type play. You can plug him in if you need a tight end. Him and uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, I think, are the two sleeper plays that could have really big games this this week. Brandon Cooks, uh, you're starting for the Houston Texans. Jordan Aikens. Jordan Aikens is, you know, the... The uh, Colts don't defend the tight end position very well. Uh, of course, Texans, Texans don't really throw their tight end very much. But uh, th- there's a couple games where Jordan Akers got some targets. So this would be one where I think you can maybe expect more targets with the uh, Colts not defending that tight end position. But I'm sitting Davis Mills. Don't like it at all, especially with that line being kind of injured and banged up. Uh, Mark Ingram, Phil Lindsay, David Johnson. All the running backs, Colts are going to stuff them. Don't play any of them. Then Danny Amendola and Chris Conley. I, I don't like them very much in this one. I, the, you can sit them. Not that you even have them on your fantasy football roster, but I like to mention them just because they're guys that get targets and start. Naeem Hines, forgot to mention him on the Colts. He's a bench for me. Like He's had some good matchups of late, and he really has been kind of non-existent. And when he has been existent, he's fumbled, so... Uh, I, he, he might be part of the game plan, and you might see him do some things, but I don't think it's going to be enough to really warrant a uh, fantasy football roster spot for your team this, this week. So, uh, yeah, this is a game that's not going to be too exciting, and uh, I think the Colts pretty much dominate it and take it over.
by the way, Colts defense, that's a, a good defense to play or to pick up. Um, probably someone has them, so you don't you can't pick them up. But if you have them, play them. Vandal, good pick. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Detroit Lions. I mean, Bengals are going to win this one. They're favored by three and a half points. I don't care that it's at Detroit. Bengals are going to win this one. And they're going to win this one easily. The over-under is 49. I do think it's going to be the under. I don't think the Lions are going to score very much. The Bengals, they have a really good defense. And going into this one, you know, you're always like, let's pick on the Bengals' defense. So you, you start the guys that are playing against the Bengals. That's not so much the case anymore this year. So... Uh, I really do think they kind of bottle up the Lions a little bit. You're you're starting, man. You're starting nobody. That's I really think this might be a little lower scoring game than uh, what they're anticipating. Like you look at the 49, that indicates that they really think it's going to be a high scoring game, and I don't think that. Like I like Joe Mixon for the Bengals, and I like Jamar Chase just because Jamar Chase is playing insane. But that's it. I mean, I don't like anyone else in this matchup. Joe Burrow, you know, he just got out of the hospital for some throat thing, so I'm a little nervous about him coming in and playing Sunday. Uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. But Tyler Boyd, I don't like. He's, you know, I just don't I don't like this matchup that he, that he has here. Uh, T. Higgins, I don't like either. I need to see something from him since he's coming back from injury. C.J. Azuma has a, yeah, he had that week where he had those two touchdowns, but this isn't going to be a good week for him. Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Khalif Raymond, Amon Ross St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson. I kind of have them all on the bench because I really think the Bengals are going to bottle them up. I will say, though, with Ray, uh, Raymond and Ra, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, they at least are going to have targets, so anything can really happen in that regard. So you know maybe they can get a touchdown, but... I really think the Bengals are going to do a good job defensively in this one. But, you know, me having all the Lions on on the bench, if I had to pick anyone, it'd be Raymond or uh, St. Brown to uh, do, you know, maybe be uh, touchdown-dependent starting material. But, uh, yeah, that's about does it. This will be another game where I, I think, again, it's going to be a low-scoring affair and uh, people are going to be disappointed that are expecting the shootout that uh, Vegas is predicting. The Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Big rivalry. One of the rivalries I like to watch during the season for sure. And uh, it's definitely better when both the Bears and the Packers are you know, decent teams and throwing out a decent product. And, you know, aside from Justin Fields getting acclimated and their offense struggling, I really, I think the Bears are a better team than uh, what they've shown, you know, offensively for sure. So the over-under is 46. I'm taking the under. I really think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Um, and 46 is actually saying it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think it's going to be lower than what we think, mostly because I don't like Aaron Rodgers in this one. I'm want to sit Aaron Rodgers think he's going to have a bad game and then obviously any wide receiver not named Devontae Adams I think is not going to have a big game in this one um, Alan Lazard um, obviously Valdez Scantling is on the IR so you don't even have to worry about him Robert Tanyan tight end like I 
don't think, you know, he's not going to have a good game, and he's really been kind of mediocre all season. Hasn't been able to score any touchdowns. You know, Aaron Jones has a bad matchup, but I'd start him just because of the volume and the receiving yards he can get. So, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of out on that. And then the Bears, I'd start Justin Fields. Packers give up a lot of points to the quarterback. Justin Fields doesn't do it here. I mean, he's coming around slowly, but surely every single game he's getting better and better. Now, that's not to say he's doing good, but uh, I think this could be a game that uh, he finally shows some uh, some promise and, uh, you know, the stats finally, uh, you know, he finally shows some good fancy football stats <laughs> compared to what he's been doing. Damian Williams doesn't have a great matchup, but, again, volume, I don't see a lot of, like, I, uh, Khalil Herbert, I don't think, takes over for him like people are predicting. I think it's really just going to be Damian Williams with that volume. But Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, really sitting everybody. Cole Komet has a good matchup in this game, but he hasn't done anything all year. And I'm not I'm not going to predict he's going to do something in this one just because it's a good matchup. Like, he's had some good matchups in the past and hasn't done anything. So I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not down with Cole Komet in this one. He's definitely going to just sit there on the bench with his good matchup, and you're going to watch people like Jesper Horstead score the touchdown uh, before Komet even gets a catch. And that's the way it's been going this year for Cole Komet. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun rivalry game. Can't wait. Packers uh, covered. This next game is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are favored by three and a half points, and I'm not buying that. I'm not. I'm not playing that game. Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers all the way. I think they win this game. So if you get me, you know, if I think they win this game and you get me three and a half points on top of that, I'm taking it. Over under is 51, and I'm taking the under. I, I really think that uh, I have a lot of sits here, and when I have a lot of sits, it makes me feel like it's going to be a lo- little lower, lower scoring game than what we think. So I'm taking the under on 51. I'm starting Justin Herbert though. I really like him in this matchup. Uh, I think he can do some things, especially dumping the ball off to Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, I think, is going to be a machine in this game. He's going to get a lot of receiving yards at, at running back position, rushing yards. And then, obviously, Jared Cook, the tight end, definitely going to have a breakout game. Uh, Donald Parham could also have a, a pretty big game, but uh, Ravens can't cover the tight end, and Chargers have two really good ones, so start both of them. Definitely Jared Cook, though. Mike Williams has a bad matchup, but you can't bench him. He's un- he's unbenchable at this point, so you're throwing him in there. I am sitting Keenan Allen. He's been he's been struggling more than I'd like. I, I don't I haven't been liking his production, so I don't see it improving in this one with this type of matchup. And uh, yeah, all the runny. Uh, yeah, that's really it. To be honest, uh, I like everyone else for the Chargers. Now, for the Ravens, I like Mark Andrews, and that's about it. Like, I'd start Mark Andrews. I think he can have another huge game like he had last week. Maybe not, you know, two touchdowns huge, but, you know, a lot of yards, and then maybe he should get a touchdown. Uh, but I'm benching everyone else, like Lamar Jackson, I don't like in this matchup, Latavius Murray, Tyson Williams, Devontae Freeman, Le- Le'Veon Bell, because who knows what running back they're actually going to use. Chargers give up some points to the running back, but there's just so many for the Ravens, and then Lamar Jackson ends up being the running back anyway, so stay away from the running backs. Hollywood Brown had a big week last week. I think he comes back to earth in this one, and then Devin DuVernay and Sammy Watkins as well. 
keep them on your bench. So, again, I think it's going to be lower scoring than we think, so I'm taking the under on the 51, and give me the Chargers all day long. This last Sunday morning game, it's going to be the Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers. And uh, Panthers are favored by one and a half points, and I'm taking them. I mean, they're at home. I think the Panthers beat the Vikings. Vikings have to go all the way to the East Coast. Over-under is 47.5. I'm taking the under on this one. I don't think it's going to be high scoring with that Panthers defense. And I think Vikings defense is starting to pick things up a little bit, but... We'll see. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, you're starting if he plays 50-50. If not, you're still starting Chubba Hubbard. I think he has a great game against this Vikings defense. They're giving up some points to the running back. So uh, either one is a good play here. DJ Moore, number one receiver with the targets he gets. I mean, he had a bad week last week. And, of course, it's because I put him in there for one of my FanDuel lineups. But, uh, I, yeah, I like DJ Moore in this one for sure. I think he's a... You know, going to continue getting those targets, and he'll produce. Uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I'm starting both of them, but it's not a good matchup. I just don't see a situation where you would ever bench them at this point. I'm um, sitting Kirk Cousins. Don't really like his matchup here against the Carolina Panthers. They defend the quarterback pretty well, so he is definitely a sit. Um, Dalvin Cook. I mean, I put him on a, as a sit. Just because the Panthers are one of the best teams in football, stopping the running back, and I don't know if Dalvin Cook plays. Now, if Dalvin Cook plays, you're putting him in there, but as of right now, I don't, I'm not sure he's going to be playing, and I don't like Alexander Madison in this one. I think he can sit. Uh, Tyler Conklin, tight end, another one, not a good matchup. Uh, for the Panthers, Sam Darnold, not a good matchup for Sam Darnold. He's, you know, was playing out of his mind and these last couple games have really come down to earth and this is one where I'm still you know I'm not high on him you need to you need to sit him Robbie Anderson still waiting still waiting for you Robbie Anderson you need to come around uh, we'll see uh, we'll see but uh, as of right now I have him on the bench until he proves it Terrence Marshall Jr. same thing uh, Terrence just you know he's part of the offense just not a big part of the offense doesn't get the targets. And then Tommy Tremble, he's the tight end that's getting most of the receiving yards and touchdowns, but uh, it's hard to depend on just touchdowns. So Tommy Tremble's on my bench for this one. But, uh, yeah, I'm not too excited about this game compared to the other ones that are being played, especially, obviously, you know, that Chiefs and uh, Washington game. But, uh, you know, definitely has some fancy intrigue in regards to if McCaffrey plays or not. The Arizona Cardinals at the Cleveland Browns, and this is going to be, uh, well, Vegas thinks it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think so. I think, you know, the over-under is 53. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game, so I'm taking the under. Browns are favored by three points at home, and it really does depend on if Kyler Murray's injured or not and how significant. Well, I guess he is injured, but how significant. And I'm still taking the Cardinals. I like to get the three points. Arizona Cardinals are undefeated, so give me those three points against the Browns. I'll take it all day long. And the reason why I think it's going to be under 53 is because I'm starting Kyler Murray if he plays. DeAndre Hopkins I'm starting as well. Rondell Moore I think has a really big game this game. 
but that's really it. I, I don't like the running backs here. I'm I'm not starting Edmonds. I'm not starting. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry, James Conner. And uh, even though James Conner's been scoring touchdowns after scoring touchdowns, like he's a touchdown machine right now. And uh, but I don't think he has a good game here. And and Chase Edmonds has been kind of banged up. And I just don't trust him. This is a good run defense by the Browns. Hollywood Higgins, I'm starting, and that's it. I just, you know, I have my my thing. Hollywood Higgins, I think he should be used because when they use him, the the Browns offense is effective and their passing game is more effective. But then they just don't use him. Um, they they go with the uh, you know Odell Beckham's and the uh, Juice uh, Juice Landrys. Cream Hunt, Nick Chubb, they obviously are really good, but they should be benched. I don't think they have a big game here. Uh, Cardinals have a good run defense, and Nick Chubb's kind of banged up. Cream Hunt's kind of banged up. Scary. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to sit them, but I don't expect big games. Odell Beckham, same type of thing. I mean, you should be done with Odell Beckham. Even with the good matchups, he's not producing like he needs to. So, you know, he might have a b- one, two big games from here on out, but uh, that's an anomaly, and you're basically chasing that. Austin Hooper, David Njoku, they could be benched. And for the Cardinals, Daryl Daniels, who's replacing Max Williams, and then Christian Kirk and A.J. Green. So there you go. That's the preview of the game. This is going to be a big game for both teams, so it'll be fun. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. Big rivalry game. That's always exciting. The Broncos are favored by three. And I'd like to take Denver, I really would, but I'm taking the Raiders in this one. Just I feel like they're kind of have some motivation with the uh, resignation of John Gruden slash firing. And uh, I think they have a me-against-the-world attitude in this one. And even if they lose, uh, I, I, I'd gladly take the three points for the Raiders in this one. The over-under is 45 points. I think it's going to be a rushing frenzy, so there'll be some rushing touchdowns and maybe some defensive touchdowns as well. So I'm taking the over on this just for that reason alone. I think it's, you know, the, the over-under is a little bit low uh, for this game, so I'm taking the over. Uh, I'm starting for the Raiders, Henry Ruggs the third, Hunter Renfro, and mostly because they have decent matchups. Uh, I think they'll be able to contain Brian Edwards. He hasn't done much, but... Uh, the, these two guys should have decent games. And then Darren Waller, of course, he actually has a really, really bad matchup against Denver. Denver can defend the tight end, but it's Darren Waller, so let's not talk about it. And then sitting Derek Carr, I don't like this him in this game. I think he regresses. Uh, Josh Jacobs, same. And then, uh, obviously, I already mentioned Brian Edwards. For the Broncos, Javante Williams, I think he's going to dominate. I think he's going to have a really big game. Like, really big game. I think this is going to be his breakout game, so... Start Javante Williams with confidence. Noah Fant, I like him a lot. Start him. But everyone else, Teddy Bridgewater, Melvin Gordon with that injury scares me. Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, yeah, all of them. Just they, they can stay on your bench and, and just be happy about it. But, uh, yeah, they're up in the Mile High City, and uh, altitude might play a factor a little bit. But I still expect, you know, these guys know each other well. So I expect a little higher-scoring game in this one. The Dallas Cowboys at the New England Patriots. Now, this game, I don't have much to say about it. 
I don't like it very much. The Cowboys are favored by four, and I'm going to take that. I think they win by four, even in Foxborough. The over-under is 48. I'm taking the under. I don't see this being a high-scoring game. And I actually don't have a lot of starts in this one. Like, I have Ezekiel Elliott just because it's Ezekiel Elliott. doesn't have a good matchup here. And uh, that's really it from the Cowboys. Like, Pratt, Prescott, Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Cedric Wilson, Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin, like, they're all on my bench for me. And I know one of these guys can maybe have a big game, and it's probably going to be C.D. Lamb or somebody, but I don't like this matchup at all. At all, actually. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't like a lot of the Cowboys. Uh, usually I like all of them. Patriots, Mac Jones, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Henry. I like all those guys. I think they'll have a good passing attack against the Cowboys, and that will be the only scoring that they'll be able to do. I think they'll be stuffed on the ground for sure. So, you know, Damian Harris. And then John New Smith, the complimentary piece to Hunter Henry. It's really starting to distinguish themselves, and Henry's getting way more targets. So I'm taking Henry over Smith. So Smith, Smith is on the bench. But it's kind of a, a game where it doesn't excite me very much. I just, I don't know. I think we're, people are expecting the Cowboys to really score a lot of points in this one, but Patriots defense comes to play. So they know what they're doing. I'm taking the Cowboys, of course, but I'm taking the under. It's going to be low scoring. The Seattle Seahawks at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sunday night action. This is going to be a great game. And I'm not joking. I know Russell Wilson's not playing. I know he's not playing. It's still going to be a great game. The Steelers do not play well against quarterbacks that just come in, uh, backup quarterbacks, like, for whatever reason, they get overconfident. I don't know what it is, but the backup quarterback comes in like gangbusters and keeps it competitive, and that's what I expect in this one. But uh, Steelers are favored by five. Since they're at home, I will take the points. Well, I will take the Steelers and give up the points, uh, but I will take the over. The over-under is 43. I don't know why they think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a little more high-scoring than they think. I'm taking the over. Starting Geno Smith, starting DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, that's really it on the uh, Seahawks side of the ball. Tight ends, whether it's Everett or Disley, are benched. Alex Collins is on the bench. Chris Carson is on the bench. Uh, Steelers will stuff up the run in this game. Uh, for the Steelers, I'm not sitting anybody. Roethlisberger, Harris, Dante Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Freermuth. I'm starting everybody with confidence. I really like this matchup for the Steelers in that regard. So that's why I think they'll score more than uh, 43. I, I just think the Steelers are going to score a lot of points, and Seattle will uh, score more points than you think. But, uh, yeah, it'll be an exciting Sunday night football game. It just would have been better if Russell Wilson didn't get hurt the week before. Yay! And the Monday night extravaganza. Really going to be a fun game. It's the Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans. Bills are favored by three and a half, and I will take that all day. All day I'll take that. I'll take if it was ten in this game, to be honest. I really think the Bills are going to dominate the Titans. I don't like that Titans defense. Bills defense is pretty uh, pretty legit, and I think they'll bottle up the Titans offense for sure. 53.5 is the over-under. I'm taking the under just because I don't think the Titans will score much in this one. Bills, on the other hand, I think they score a lot. So I'm starting Josh Allen. I like Zach Moss. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, I'm starting them all. I think actually Emmanuel, Sa Emmanuel Sanders will continue 
you know, he had that two touchdown game last week, continues that and might have a two touchdown game this week. You know, Diggs takes away all his attention and Emmanuel Sanders is a great number two receiver. Prove that uh, with the Steelers, prove that with the Broncos and uh, wasn't too bad with the Niners. It really just kind of fell apart with the Saints last year where they just couldn't use his uh, deep playability with uh, Drew Brees' uh, 10-yard cannon. Anyway, um, sitting everyone else. like Derrick Henry, I'm starting, of course, because it's Derrick Henry, but absolutely atrocious matchup for him. Bills are the best run defense in the league. Ryan Tannehill, Anthony Ferkser, all on the bench. And, you know, whatever receiver is playing, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, Julio, I'm sure Julio will be out there. This time, he didn't play last week, so uh, let's see if he plays this week. A.J. Brown was a huge disappointment last week. I think he keeps up that disappointment this week as well. Uh, So if he lets you down twice, you know, the second time's your fault. It's, it's, uh, you you, you can't let him fool you again. Uh, Anyway, uh, for the, for the, uh, Bills, Devin Singletary, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox. I'm sitting all of them. I, I don't like their matchup here against the Titans, but uh, everyone else, like Allen and Moss and Sanders, will have a show. So it'll, it'll kind of phase everybody else out because, let's face it, there's just not enough football to go around. But uh, again, it should be a fun game, and it's great to see the Bills on primetime because they're a fun team to watch especially with uh, some of these other teams that, uh, you know, usually get the uh, primetime nod. They're not being as fun this year, so. Now it's time for the Burke and Miz the Wiz Montalban Stars of the Week. Let's see who they are. Now it's time for our Stars of the Week. This is where we try to predict the top three players at each position going into the week. Now, we obviously don't do the Thursday night game due to this usually uh, being put out after that game. So we'll go with uh, the rest of the the week. Number three at quarterback, we have Tyler Heineke versus the Chiefs. You know I'm all about this game. I think this is just going to be a back-and-forth affair all day long. So uh, Taylor Heineke is... Definitely number three, star of the week. Number two is going to be Kyler Murray at the Browns. Browns, I mean, they have a good defense. They stop the run, they stop the pass, but I think a, a dual quarterback like Kyler Murray can really do some damage. And, you know, Browns showed that, that you know, they have some uh, they have some kinks in the armor with uh, Justin Herbert, what he did to them last week. So it's at Cleveland, so that makes me a little bit nervous, but... It, you know, this is all dependent on if Kyler Murray plays because he's been uh, not practicing. Um, but I, I do think he plays, and if he does play, I really like this matchup. Then my number one, of course, is Patrick Mahomes at Washington. It's the same game with uh, Taylor Heineke. Back and forth, Mahomes is going to be the number one quarterback. He's, you know, Chiefs have been losing. They're going to come out with a vengeance, and they're going to want to prove a point. And that means that offense is just going to be so explosive. So Mahomes is the number one star of the week. At running back, my number three is Najee Harris versus the Seahawks. Seahawks give a lot of points up to the uh, running backs. They don't defend the running back very well. And Najee, with his volume, just 
keeps getting the ball, receiving, running, it doesn't matter. So I, I like his volume he's going to get, so he's my number three. Number two, Austin Eckler at the Ravens. Ravens give up so many points to the running back, especially receiving, and that's Austin Eckler's specialty. So I, he's too good to pass up here. I like Eckler. He's my number two. And then number one, James Robinson for the Jaguars. Jaguars are playing the Dolphins. It's kind of a home game, but it's really in London, England, which should probably be their home. So having said that, James Robinson's going to show all those London fans what you know that he's the real deal and uh, get London excited for the Jaguars you know going to be their brand new uh, NFL football team here in a couple of years when they uh, relocate that's just my prediction anyways uh, so he's gonna be the number one number three star of the week Emmanuel Sanders for the Bills at the Titans Titans give up so many yards to the wide receiver position and I know, you know, Stephon Diggs is going to have a breakout here soon, but we're still waiting, and it's already week six. And Emmanuel Sanders has slowly been, while Diggs gets the attention, Emmanuel Sanders has been benefiting from that. And so I think he continues to benefit from that, and he continue, he kind of piggybacks off his two-touchdown game and has a really good game here. Number two is Tyler Lockett at the Steelers. Steelers are giving up a lot of points to the wide receiver, and Tyler Lockett's such a great route runner. And those guys are kind of the ones that uh, give the Steelers fits. Uh, he's a smart receiver. Uh, I think they'll work really hard to eliminate DK Metcalf and leave the field open for Tyler Lockett all day long to let him have a big day. Then number one, of course, is going to be Tyreek Hill at the Washington football team. This game's going to be insane. Uh, I, I, you know, back and forth affair. So Tyreek Hill is just. He's been quiet last week, so now that he was so quiet, they're going to really emphasize him, and he's going to go nuts this game. So Tyreek Hill's my number one. And, of course, Mahomes needs someone to throw it to, and it's definitely going to be Tyreek Hill. Uh, tight end, I have Jared Cook at the Ravens. Ravens give up a lot of points to the tight end, and Herbert's been using both Parham and Cook, but I think Cook has a big enough game where he's a top three tight end play. Uh, number two is Mark. The, number two is the same game. Uh, Mark Andrews f uh, for the Ravens versus the Chargers. Uh, Mark Andrews had a huge game last week against the Colts, and I think he uh, continues that against the Chargers because the Chargers give up a lot of points to the tight end. The issue with Mark Andrews, though, is when you think he's going to have a big game, and the numbers say he should have a big game, he doesn't have that big game. But regardless, I'm uh, again. He he did it last week. I think if they keep some of those same concepts, he's going to be due. And then number one is Hunter Henry, uh, Hunter Henry versus the Cowboys. Patriots don't do a lot well on offense, uh, but getting the ball to the tight end, especially Hunter Henry so far these last couple weeks, has been one of them. And I think he continues that with this matchup against the Cowboys. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. I I, I I think that, uh, especially with Damian Harris being kind of banged up, uh, wide receivers, Jacoby Meyer might finally score a touchdown, but uh, Hunter Henry kind of roams that middle of that field, definitely by the goal line. They're, they're not going to be able to run it in, so they're going to be giving it to Henry all day long. And I could see a, a two-touchdown performance again by Hunter Henry in this matchup. So definitely putting him as number one.
So there you have it, stars of the week. Let's see how I do in predicting it. And uh, let's, yeah, let's move on to the Fanduel lineups. Let's win some money. Here's the fun part of the show where you win some money. This is the Fanduel lineup. So listen to the Fanduel lineup, use this Fanduel lineup, and then just win some easy cash. It's as simple as that. So we've been doing pretty well this season for sure. I think what there's been out of five weeks, there's been one week we haven't won money so far. Um, so you know you're at least winning double your money. Uh, but uh, number one at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, nine thousand dollars. I mean it's expensive, but this game is just crazy. This is going to be a crazy game with a lot of scoring. I don't think there's going to be a punter on the field. Like, I don't even think they're going to address their punters in this game because of how high scoring is going to be on both sides. So I'm not even thinking twice about putting Mahomes in there. And to be honest, that's what I did with this lineup. I kind of just chose the two games that I thought were going to be the, you know, the best uh, uh, performances and volume by, uh, by a team and put you know, the best players that, I, that fit under the, the salary re restraints and just plugged them in there. So we'll see if it works. But uh, first running back, Jonathan Taylor, Houston at Indianapolis, $7,500. I mean, even if he was more expensive, I probably would have put him in there. I like him that much in this matchup against the Texans. I think he's going to dominate. So, uh, Second running back position, I have Antonio Gibson. He's $6,700, but it's against the Chiefs. So any running back against the Chiefs you want to put in there. I get J.D. McKissick might steal a touchdown and you know some of those uh, – targets through the air but I don't care I'm taking Gibson and liking it he's going to be a great play first wide receiver slot I need Mahomes to throw it to somebody it's going to be Tyreek Hill Washington football team can't defend the wide receiver they let them run free with Tyreek Hill speed I think he's going to have a heyday and just go nuts so Tyreek Hill is my first receiver at $8,700 my number two receivers, that same game, but on the other side, Terry McLaurin. They're going to have to play catch-up from the Chiefs just dominating and scoring at will. So they're going to be throwing it to Terry McLaurin like crazy because all the other receivers are really hurt and ineffective. So you need somebody, it's going to be Terry McLaurin. My third receiver is Michael Pittman Jr. So Taylor's going to be stomping Texans on the ground. Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be stomping them through the air. He's just getting a lot of targets, really effective, had a really good week last week, and I think he keeps that rolling. And at $5,800, I mean, that's just a bargain to me, $5,800. So I'm putting Michael Pittman in there for sure for that price, and it fits tidily into my budget. So tight end, I'm going out on a limb a little bit, but the matchup is stupendous because, of course, it's against the Chiefs. Ricky Seals-Jones... Logan Thomas is on IR. Ricky Sills-Jones is only $5,000. And with the production and volume he can get in this matchup, I just love it. I love it. So I'm definitely putting him in there. Uh, I probably would have put him in there anyways, even uh, if he was way more expensive because of this matchup. So the fact that it's $5,000, uh, you need to throw him in there. Then my flex position, I again am sticking with the KC and Washington game. Daryl Williams, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is hurt. He's going to be hurt for a little bit. Daryl Williams is the better running back, and he's at $5,200. I'm not buying the hype that Jarrett McKinnon is going to come in and take away carries and volume from him. 
I really think Darrell Williams is going to have a great game. And Washington football team, again, gives up a lot of points to the running back. So why not throw Darrell Williams in there, especially for $5,200? It's a bargain that I can't pass up. Uh, and then defense, of course, I'm picking the Colts. <laughs> They're playing the Texans without uh, Laramie Tunsil on the blind side. So the Colts are just going to feast on this Texans offense. And I know I chose the Patriots last week with the, uh, you know, going against the Texans, but uh, Colts are at home, and I think they, they pull through on this one. So it's $4,700. I have no salary whatsoever remaining, and that's fine with me because this lineup, I'm really digging it. I really think it can do some damage this week. So that's what you got to go with. That does it for week six. It's on to week seven. You're listening to the Miz Wiz Maltabon Fantasy Football Show. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Go football.